the Love to Self podcast, a podcast where we are simply learning how to prioritize loving ourselves and making time for ourselves on a daily basis. I'm your host, Addison Edwards, and I'm so happy that you've decided to click on this podcast today and join me in another episode. I guess I can officially say welcome back to the podcast, which is so cool um, because this is our second episode. I wanted to take the time quickly to thank every single person that downloaded my first podcast, um, reached out with feedback, with support. I really, really appreciated it and it was really helpful in terms of what I need to kind of take a look at and uh, change or keep doing for next time. So I really do appreciate as much feedback as possible when it comes to podcasting because like I mentioned in the first episode, I am still very new to this, but I'm loving it. This is great. So to jump right into today's episode, um, the title of today's episode is Who Am I? So I wanted to talk a little bit about who I am, me, as a person, just so you guys listening have a little bit more of an idea of uh, who you're who you're listening to, who you're getting to know, um, as well as talking about just kind of finding yourself in this crazy and wild life that we're all living in. Um, It's not something that's easy and I still have no idea who I am, but we're going to get into that and talk about it a little bit more in a bit. Um, But to start off, I just, I'm going to talk a little bit about myself, which seems really funny, but I'm sure there's people out there that are interested in kind of who I am and who they're listening to, so I'm happy to provide a little bit more information. My name is Addison Edwards. Um, I go by Addison, Addie. My really close family and friends call me Ad. Um, Any of those. I I used to go by Addie always when I was younger. Um, And then kind of when I started growing up, I almost preferred Addison um, just because I was always getting called Maddie or mistaken for Allie or Maddie or any of those names. So I found Addison was a lot easier to remember and a little bit more easy to decipher between like names that sound really similar. So Addison is kind of what I go by now. So a lot of people that have met me more recently would would call me Addison. I grew up in a smaller town called Aurelia. It's here in Ontario. Um, And I had two different houses, my mom's house and my dad's house. On my mom's side, I have three older half siblings. They are 10, 12, and 14 years older than me. Um, and then on my dad's side, I'm like an only child. So I kind of got the best of both worlds in terms of like having siblings as well as like being that only child too, which is kind of interesting and fun. I definitely wasn't a shy kid. I was the kind of kid that would march up to the hostess stand at a restaurant and ask for a different colored crayon if I wanted it. My mom always likes to tell that story because it was just like not a lot of kids at that age would do that. So I definitely wasn't shy, um, but I wasn't the most like loud or outgoing. I would say I was kind of right in the middle around my family and friends. I was just fully able to be myself. And that's kind of what's going to lead into today's episode because I feel like at a young age like that, we just, we just know who we are and we know what we want to do. And, uh, yeah, we just, we are able to figure it out and just live how we want to live when we're younger. But when we get into 
being older and like associating with other people and hearing things or being on social media there's so many things that can impact and kind of alter how we feel and about who we are um and who we want to be in the world so it's kind of interesting that at such a young age you can just figure it out and and live because you don't know any better and that's kind of how it was for me i would try multiple different sports when i was younger i didn't i wasn't scared to try them i just did whatever i kind of thought would be fun and if i liked it that would be great and then if i didn't then I would finish it, I would see it through till the end of whatever season it was, and then I would decide to to change my mind. I was always kind of raised to not quit something like right in the middle, um, and just to like see it through to the end and have the experience. So I tried a bunch of different things, and then I really found my home when it came to dance. I started dancing when I was young, like I think my mom put me in dance like from age maybe like three or four till I think around like five and then when I was six or seven I switched to the dance studio that I actually stayed at for 12 years and danced all the way until the end of high school when I was 18. Um, So yeah, dance became my my second home or third home I should say so dance was something that I just absolutely loved from the moment I started it and it was like the friends I made there it was the being able to express yourself and your emotions almost through dancing it was my connections with like the other adults in my life like my dance teacher I would consider to be like another mom to me in a sense a lot of the time it was a really great environment and it was wonderful to be there but dancing definitely takes up especially when you get into competitive dancing it takes up a large amount of your time so it's something that you kind of have to make a decision Um, at the time when I kind of got into competitive dancing I was trying both figure skating and dance Um, and there came a point where it was just one too expensive to be able to do both they're both very expensive sports that require like private lessons and coaching and costumes and all that stuff. So I had to decide between the two and I went with dance just because I had been doing it longer and I had my dance community that I loved. So when I switched to competitive, it kind of was like the only thing I was able to do outside of like school and uh, just hanging out with my friends and stuff. There wasn't much time for other like rec sports or like clubs or anything like that. So dance was definitely my main hobby throughout my younger years. Dancing was always really fun too because it brought out this super girly side in me that I loved. So like I remember my mom doing my hair and makeup when I was like too young to even like have a concept of what I was supposed to be doing Um, and then she kind of passed the torch down to me and um, taught me kind of how to do it and then I was able to perfect things and like make it how I wanted it and uh, then I just kept doing it myself throughout many years to follow. Um, So thanks mom for that. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely brought out such a like girly fun side that I didn't experience in like other aspects of my life. But dancing just kind of gave me that, um, that girly side. The costumes, the makeup, the glitter spray everywhere it's such a fun like 
feminine and energy and it was just, it was just amazing I loved that side of things and then it was really fun too because I have my dance side and especially like when I would be with my mom and I have my older sister and I'd have that very girly side and then it was cool because when I went to my dad's I had this side of me that like loved wearing like my backwards hat and and playing a catch like throwing a ball around like anything like that like it was just a different I got like kind of again the best of both worlds in terms of like having like this really fun girly side of things and then also having this more like masculine side of things as well so it was it was good in that way and I think that ultimately like really helps you to kind of determine like what you like and what you want to do and who you want to be as a person but again like I could do both of those things and have those two sides of myself and it didn't seem like something out of the ordinary that was just like me being myself so that's like quite a bit about me and like my upbringing um that I can think of just off the top of my head but to get into kind of the finding myself and uh figuring out who I wanted to be I found personally that when I was in I want to say like grade seven or eight is kind of when it started for me um feeling like you kind of start going down different pathways like than your friends. So there's like extracurriculars and hobbies and things outside of school as well. So whatever that may be, you almost like find your group whenever you make that transition as to where you want to go. So people that are interested in say soccer, for example, kind of become more friendly with one another and, and get to know each other because they're on the soccer team together and then you kind of just build friendships whenever you find people that have similar interests and passions as yourself but that's definitely when I noticed it was um like grade seven or eight when uh people start really like finding extracurriculars that they enjoy and things like that because now it's about focusing your time and energy and you want to be surrounded by other people that appreciate those things the same way And I find that this definitely carries over to like your high school experience as well and it gets more prominent because there's more things that you can kind of go into or more clubs or activities you can join and even like the classes that you take and um, eventually when you get to like grade 11 that is determining where you're going to go to school, what you want to be, what your career is going to be. And I find it just like from that grade 7 and 8 where I found that it started, some people it may have been earlier or later in their life but from there on it just like snowballs almost um and just continues to get like that much more specific and the decisions that you're making become so much more important um than just kind of what club you want to join at school in elementary school so um I definitely found that in high school you had to find your group of people that you enjoyed being around and um you kind of stick with them I mean you can you can have your your close friends from like elementary school or whenever one of my best friends in the whole wide world we've been friends since kindergarten um but she moved away uh in grade five and she was living like a half hour away from me so we always kept in touch and things like that but I didn't have her in high school so I definitely had like my group of friends and I had my wonderful boyfriend who I went to high school with as well and we're still together to this day 
that'll be a whole other episode, but um, yeah, I had him and I had my own friends from just like different clubs and, and classes as well, but I was never really someone that had tons and tons of friends in high school just because I found that it was easier for me to make and connect with people on a, like a deeper level opposed to having those like superficial friendships that um, don't have as much of a connection. But anyways, I'm getting a little bit off track because there's just so much I can dive into when it comes to high school experiences and things like that. But ultimately, it's just about, again, in high school kind of being shown these different pathways that you can take and just deciding which one you want to go down and how that kind of is altering your um, view of life and who you want to be. Now, I think that I will consider myself lucky that social media wasn't as big of a thing um, as it is now, especially like TikTok, for example. We didn't have that when I was in high school. I think we had like, I don't know, Musical.ly or whatever that was called. I never had it, but um, we had like Snapchat. I remember it was a big thing. Facebook, obviously. Uh, Instagram. That was like pretty much the only ones that I was ever on. But to be honest, I found that the social media back then was not as like influential and serious as it is now because... Like, I just remember using, like, the puppy dog Snapchat filter and, I don't know, like, there just wasn't, there wasn't these, like, trends or ideas that are floating around nowadays. They just weren't, I, I don't think, as, like, common back then. It was just, like, people were just enjoying social media and sharing whatever they wanted to because it was still fairly new at the time. This would have been 2015, I think. So, I mean, I didn't get those social medias until I think in high school. I know they were, they were around a little bit before too, but I just didn't get them until I want to say like 14. Um, but yeah, I just didn't find that there was anything as influential back then. And it could just be me being um, kind of isolated from that. I'm not too sure. I'd love to hear if anyone else had a different experience, but personally, I was just like watching makeup tutorials on YouTube and, uh, trying out the funny filters on Snapchat. It was never anything that serious for me. Um, opposed to nowadays where I find that it, social media, and I really do kind of target this to TikTok, but it's extremely influential and, not always in the best way. I find even personally, I've never felt more lost in who I am than when I'm using an app like TikTok. And there's a little story that's kind of funny that I'll talk about. Um, just that the first time I deleted TikTok and it was amazing, but I was super into TikTok when it came out. I believe it was like when I was living in Toronto in 2020 is when I got TikTok and everyone was doing like that renegade dance. And I started just like making fun videos. It wasn't really anything different from social media that I'd noticed before, but then things started coming out like products and people were sharing these products that were supposed to be like amazing and game changers that you could buy on the internet and where to get them. And it was just like, the influence was never something I had experienced before, but 
then all of a sudden I was just like wanting everything that I would see like blowing up on TikTok and wanting to look like these famous TikTok creators because everyone seemed to just be in love with them and their following just like blew up overnight. And it's so easy to sit there and compare yourself to these like TikTok celebrities that were blowing up because it's relatable. Like you, they were someone that was like doing university or just right out of high school, just like yourself. And they just made a video that took off and you felt like, man, why didn't I do that? Or I wish that could happen to me or whatever. So personally, that's my experience. I know some people don't take it that seriously, but I was noticing when I was on TikTok so much that I was so heavily influenced and it started to make me compare myself and the life that I was living to these random strangers that I did not know who may possibly be comparing their life to someone else. Who knows? Maybe they were posting videos, but they were wishing they were doing what I was doing. You never know. But the one thing that made me sit down and actually (laughs) delete TikTok was, I don't know if anyone remembers this like viral ghost blanket that was being shared everywhere. It was like a Halloween thing. And fun fact about me, Halloween's like one of my favorite holidays. I absolutely love celebrating Halloween. I love the fall, everything about it. So I saw this blanket, a video of it, and it's a blanket from like HomeSense or something. But people were posting about it as if it was like this treasure that you had to go out and find. Like people were saying they had checked like seven stores for this blanket and they finally found it at this store. And it was almost like a hunt. Everyone was on a hunt for this average blanket. But all of a sudden this average ghost blanket turned into something that I was like, man, I want to have that. I want to go look for it. I need to find it at the store. And I was searching around these different stores for it. And I didn't even like the blanket that much. But in my head, I had convinced myself that because everyone else wanted this blanket, I must want it too. And then when I couldn't find it and I sat down one day and I realized how silly I was for running around everywhere and and looking for this blanket that I didn't even like. So that was like a true telltale sign to me that it was time that I take a break from TikTok and I'm glad that I did because I I really don't miss it and I don't miss comparing myself. I've gone like back on the app, um, just not under like a personal account, for example. Like I just like browse on there, but I still find like I get stuck in, like my boyfriend calls it, this trance when you're sitting there scrolling and just like watching other people's lives but you're forgetting to go out and like live your own and and find who you want to be. So now that I've kind of given you my little rant about TikTok, I'm sorry for getting off topic again about that one, but um, it kind of ties into just, again, like feeling when that became so popular, it was so easy to feel like you weren't, you weren't living the best life you could or you were slacking compared to these other people on the apps or whatever and it's really unhealthy and it's so awful to sit there and think like why don't I look like that why am I not living in Los Angeles or whatever when in reality it's not even something that you really even want it's just what you think that you need to be working towards because that's what the successful people that you're seeing so often are doing and it's really confusing to finding yourself and to kind of talk about that a little bit more and this brings me to my point of 
like these aesthetics, which I, I feel like it was more recently that this became like an issue, but there's all these like different aesthetics, like what aesthetic do you want to be? And, and you have to almost like, when I think of that, it's like, you have to pick this box that you want to put yourself in and you need to stay there. When it comes to clothing, it's like you can wear neutral colors or thrifted clothes or active wear. That's just clothing, for example, but even like your makeup, how you do your makeup, how you want your hair, it's all fitting under this like aesthetic. And it's awful that we're kind of putting ourselves in these boxes and telling ourselves that we can't even like other things because we have to fit this aesthetic that we've made for ourselves. I absolutely have put myself in one of these boxes forever. I thought I was a minimalist. And let me tell you right now, I have no idea what being a minimalist even means anymore. I, I couldn't tell you. I wanted all neutral looking items in my closet because I thought, well, I can wear them all together and it's so easy and this is it, this is the look that I want to go for. But then I would go to a thrift store, for example, and see a shirt that I love and I would just pass up on it because it didn't fit with my aesthetic or the vibe of my clothing that was in my closet. And I regret that time in my life where I would stop myself from being who I wanted to be and instead I was being who I thought everyone else wanted me to be. I thought that being a minimalist was like this trendy thing and that if I could make myself a minimalist, then I don't know. I don't know if I was, I wasn't looking for the attention of other people, but I think I just wanted to fit in because everyone else was doing this aesthetic thing and I felt like my life was just all over the place because I have a home that has many different colors in it that don't always match or I have different outfits that one day I'll wear a floral dress and the other day I wear camo pants and an athletic shirt. Like I felt almost like I was doing something wrong, but instead that was just me being myself and I didn't even know it. I'm extremely grateful for the fact that I've been able to sit down and realize that this was happening and to notice that I was kind of getting sucked into this world of social media and, 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 and comparing myself in a world that wasn't even my own. So I think I was able to realize that because I had lived an, a life that didn't involve all those different things. Like, Growing up, I was just able to do whatever I wanted. Nobody judged you for playing basketball one day and singing in a choir at school the next day. It was just something that you did. And I truly feel awful for this generation coming up because I don't know if they're going to know any different. They are growing up in a world that is just completely engulfed by all of this, like all these concepts. And it's really sad that they won't have the chance to be as free as they want to be. And it's not to say that this is going to be the case with everyone, but I find that like younger and younger kids are getting social media and I think that social media stems down to it. And unfortunately, I think they're going to grow up feeling like they have to put themselves in this box to figure out who they are because they think that that's who society wants them to be or I it's it's so messy but I encourage anyone that is a parent or going to be a parent out there that's possibly listening 
to just try and keep your keep your kids as free as possible from social media until it's something that it just eventually is going to become a part of their life but I find it can be really damaging and it can stop these young kids from from finding out who they are at a young age and from being able to try new things and and just be comfortable doing whatever they want to do. And with all this being said, I just want to to voice that I still have no idea who I am. I don't think we ever truly understand who we are uh, and, and I don't think it's a bad thing. It is extremely important to try new things and to learn what you like and what you don't like and what you want to wear and what you don't want to wear, but it's totally okay if you want to continue to try new things throughout your life. You don't have to be put in this box, basically, that I've been talking about. So to kind of tie this all together, I'm so sorry if this episode has seemed long. I just have so many things to say, and I'm sure when I am done filming this episode, I will have so many things I wish I had put in there. But the biggest thing is I just want to encourage everyone listening to try new things and remember that it's okay to not know exactly who you are. And that is going to be the self-love tip, the love to self that we're going to remind ourselves of today. And you can write it down for yourself and put it on the mirror. You can just remember these words that I'm saying, um, whatever helps you remember. But if you can let go of this like aesthetic mindset and putting yourself in this box or grouping yourself into this specific type of person and try new things wherever, whenever you'd like to see what you actually enjoy and what you don't enjoy and do that all without the influence of social media and celebrity and all of that stuff that comes with it, I think that you'll feel so much better and so much more authentic and true to who you are and who you want to be. As you know, I have a brand that is called Authentically Addison, and this is my platform, um, my personal brand. And this is one of the biggest things that sparked the idea behind my brand, is I wanted to just do whatever I wanted and not care what anyone thinks. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being authentic and speaking your mind and your truth and being who you want to be without feeling like you're going to be judged for it. So yeah, if if anyone is kind of struggling and feeling the same way that I've felt in the past, and trust me, I still feel this way sometimes, I get lost and I have no idea what I'm doing. I think it's something that always happens when you hit a certain place in life, but it's just a little bump in the road. And to be honest, you will get over it and you'll continue to to keep going and to find yourself and find all the things that make you, you and wonderful, amazing things about yourself. This can definitely be something too that turns into like a really deep topic or conversation. And like I said, I could go on about this forever. Um, But if you are at all feeling like you're in the same position, please feel free to reach out to me. I've definitely been there. I am still there sometimes. Um, You can reach out to me 
via any of my social media platforms linked on my website. You can also reach out on the contact page of my website. I'm so happy to email with you or to message with you about this topic and if you have any questions and maybe I'm able to help. Well, this is going to wrap up today's podcast. I hope you were able to kind of reflect and think if this is something that sounds familiar, if this is something that you've done before, or if you haven't, then I'm so proud of you and so happy for you for being able to stay true to yourself all the way through. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, with feeling like you've been lost before. And like I said, I have been too. If this is a topic that you really appreciate hearing or want some more, even more background about it or, or information or another podcast talking about it, I'm so happy to do so. Just let me know in the comments if that's something that you'd like to, to hear from me. Um, but I'm really grateful again that you've sat down and taken the time to focus on yourself and to better yourself. This is extremely important and obviously by clicking on today's podcast you've already done some form of self-care by just listening and reflecting. And one of the greatest takeaways from this podcast is self-reflection. Not that I am saying at all in any way that I know all the answers, but it's just from my own personal experience and if you've ever felt like this, you can kind of reflect and think, okay, I've been in this position, this is what I did, that's great, or I didn't handle this so well, how can I make this better next time I feel this way? Anything like that, just self-reflection is definitely a form of self-love. It can absolutely be considered a love-to-self moment and I'm really just super happy that you, again, have taken the time to sit down and listen and better yourself today. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please let me know in the comments if there's anything you'd like to hear from me in the future. I also wanted to take the time to confirm that podcasts will be every Wednesday. You can expect a new podcast from me and uh, can't wait to film some more in the future. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and I'll see you next time. Have the best day.